Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now everything i learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy whether one line of plot holes or two it is poopies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. Oh, come on, you're a hunter suicidal moron! What are you, crazy? Plan C? Restart the core somehow? Oh, that's a great idea! That's a brilliant idea! You've only got a second of this tech with you lunatics! You may have nothing to lose. You may have nothing to lose. You may have nothing to lose. But I have my life to lose. Thank you very much while you're up. Now turn it around! You told us to go back, and we're going back! That, ladies and gentlemen, 2003's The Core summed up <laughs> in about 30 seconds. Stanley Tucci's finest role. <laughs> uh, well, good evening, everybody. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight's movie, one of, <laughs> oh my god, I cannot stand this movie on many levels, yet... It still has its appeal. Uh, right? <laughs> right? Um, it's The Core from 2003, starring uh, Aaron Eckhart, uh, the aforementioned Stanley Tucci, Delroy Lindo, uh, Academy Award winner Hilary Swank. I'm sorry, I, I mispronounced that. Two-time Academy Award winner <laughs> Hilary Swank. Oh, uh, Bruce Greenwood's in it. Uh, I mean... All-star cast. Stanley Tucci. Uh, I, I said Stanley Tucci. Yeah, but you got to say him again. i got to say it a couple times. <laughs> Stanley yeah. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is in this movie. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was big summer blockbuster. You all probably saw it. Um, no, you did. <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, <laughs> he feels shame that he's paid money to see this movie. I have. I have. And <laughs> about 30 minutes into the movie is where I'm like, Oh, fuck this. Uh, <laughs> my, my suspension for disbelief can only go so far. However, first things first. You a little parched, sweetie? I am. To get through this movie, I feel like I might need a little rocket ship. Well, luckily, courtesy of Bear Republic Brewing, uh, we have Red Rocket Ale, which <laughs> I guess could be a rocket ship. Red Rocket Ale is a bastardized Scottish-style red ale packed with distinctive flavors and an aggressive hop character rivaled by none. This unfiltered, bottle-conditioned, amber-colored amber colored ale breaks all style modes. Cheers. Cheers. All right. All right. Let me show yeah. you one moment. We'll get this uh, pop for you. Give me a cup. Here's Ooh, a cup would be wonderful. Luckily, I have one. Hey. I also have... 
The bottle opener. Huzzah, bottle opener. head on it. Uh, <laughs> holding it up here, it's the light. It's a very uh, dark dark that chestnut color. Yeah, that's brown beer. Yeah, it's a little hazy. I uh, can't quite see through it. Um, as I guess mentioned in the description, the mm -hmm. uh, bottle condition is usually the sign that. Uh, nice thick creamy head on it. Mm -hmm. mm. Would you like the first drink? Sure. All right. Jeez. Oh, it smells like hops. It smells like hops. Woo! Actually, my eyes are watering a little bit. I took too deep. <laughs> I woofed too hard. <laughs> deep that, as I said, it's a, a Scottish Scotch ale, but with a little more hops. The American Scotch ale, or American Strong ale, I believe is the official BJCP term. Yeah. That's nice. It is hoppy. It's got a strong malt background. If you're not a hop head, you probably won't enjoy this. Um, a lot of pine in it. Yeah. A little citrusy, but kind of like citrus peel. Yeah, it's got a good balance to it. Yeah, it's got that little yeah. uh, like orange peel on the back end. Mm -hmm. Kind of like orange pith. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, good uh, good good multi uh, multi background on it can help hold you know keep it held up, keep it nice and strong. Good, well rounded. Mm -hmm. And probably about eight percent, so it'll uh, get you there quickly. Speaking of getting there quickly. <laughs> this movie does not get anywhere quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. So, basically a summation of the plot of the core. Now, it's going to sound ridiculous, so please hear me out until the end, because okay. it will make sense. Will it? That was a question mark at the end. <laughs> um, apparently, the Earth's core has stopped rotating. Why? Who knows? Doesn't matter. Oh no, does the Earth's core have the Disney core, disease? The core, <laughs> the core stopped spinning. Okay. Um, and so the electromagnetic field around the Earth is slowly but surely dissipating over the course of a year. Uh, the who, who would that affect, Steve? I don't know. Anybody on Earth? Well, who does it affect first? Well, oh gosh. Okay, so the opening scene, uh, you see... Uh, a trio of salespeople about to go in and give a little presentation. They're they're pup, they're young, dumb, full of calm. They're ready to go. Uh, and just as it starts, the main salesman just passes out right there on the table. Oh no, he dies. He's dead. Yeah, he's <laughs> he doesn't pass out. He's a sickening thud. Um, and uh, then the way, outside the window. But wait, by the way, I have to give credit credit where credit is due. In that scene, it is a shot basically of following him down and then scooting under the table and looking at him up through the glass, he does not close his eyes when he hits that table, and he hits it. Yeah, it is good. his cheek on it. Like, that actor did a really good job. And then it's everybody trying to pull him up, and he is dead limp. Like, yeah. credit where credit is due. That guy went down, and he looks fucking dead. <laughs> and then everybody, what's going on? But then their, their attention's diverted outside where... Shit is unfurling. Cars are crashing everywhere into everything. Apparently, every bus driver in Boston just died randomly. Apparently, every third human in... <laughs> uh, but, but why would this be happening? Uh, spoiler alert, they all had pacemakers. Mm -hmm. This guy, who was probably in his late 30s, early 40s, had a pacemaker. Everybody driving a bus in the city of Boston had a pacemaker. That I might uh, actually buy. That, that's <laughs> maybe true. Yeah, they're all union. They've been there for 35 years. 
they're medical covered now. <laughs> they got um, a bulk deal. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. And their pacemakers went haywire because of the electromagnetic thing. All right, that's mm. cool. Uh, then we go to London, where the birds are going Hitchcock on everybody and <laughs> just flying all through. I think Trafalgar Square. That one, and a little kid crying over a dead bird. Yeah. Yeah, and then instantly uh, they're all just swooping out, taking people down, taking out every, all the glass in town. Just, oh my god. Um, Randomly in the middle of nowhere, spoiler alert, a trout hits a window. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, fish are affected by electromagnetic field too, right? I suppose. So uh, in the, uh, in, in the, the, the special, or the trivia notes of this, Apparently they used a fish to break one of the windows, and uh, the CG guys were supposed to turn it into a bird, left it in. Nothing as a fish, just as a, we're not getting paid enough? I, I don't know. They had their reasons, I'm sure. Also, just a spoiler alert, because you guys can probably hear it. The podcast lost his mind over here in the corner. I don't know what's going on, but... At, oh, oh my god, is it an electromagnetic field? Is there a flux? Be, but he is seriously losing his shit over here. Um, you, you want in here? I don't know what's going on. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> it affects us all. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, shit's going down. Um, there's a shuttle doing re-entry. Uh, its coordinates are thrown off because of the electromagnetic field. Ah. Uh, they have to pull an emergency landing in the middle of downtown Los Angeles. Into the L.A. River. Into the L.A. River, because that's the only place you can land. Really quick, I would like you all to pause this podcast right now and Google the L.A. River. Ready? Okay. All right. I'm assuming you just paused this podcast to Google the L.A. River. But Izzy, we just saw a bunch of pictures of a big cement basin. That's it. That is the L.A. River. It is basically a giant, uh, like, just runoff ditch. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can land a space shuttle in, apparently. Apparently. Not very well, but you can do it. <laughs> yeah. In the CGI world. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, obviously, this causes concern. Uh, for some <laughs> right. people. Uh, so they get all their scientists together uh, once things start escalating. What, what was the big thing that made, like, everybody... It was, a, was it the lightning storms over Rome, or was that when they were already into the biz? I honestly uh, don't remember. It yeah. all kind of starts blending together. Anyway, U.S. government pulls in the finest scientists from around the world, brings them together, like, all right, what's going on? How do we get this taken care of? Um, a freshman geology teacher. A freshman geology teacher at the University of Chicago. A guy who's written a couple of books. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, it's the freshman geophysics guy who figures out what's going on. Right? Um, oh, and then they don't believe him, and they send him away. Like, that's great, sir. Moving on. That happens a lot in action movies. Like, oh, you're so cute thinking you figured out what happened. Oh, go right on your way. Oh, shit, it turns out he knew it was going on the whole time. Like, I took it to the the super famous author, uh, Stanley Tucci's character, Mm -hmm. the super famous scientist, and, like, gives it over to him. And, like, as soon as he hands it over, he's just kind of like, well, we're all dead in here anyway. And he just goes to the bar and gets drunk with his buddy Serge. Um, and it's like, well, we're all fucked. I'm not even going to try giving this to anybody else who might listen and act right? upon it. No, I'm not going to try to go to the French government. I'm not going to try to go to Brazilian government. Yeah. Uh, if they have one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure of their, their system. <laughs> I, uh, 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 I was, I was, uh, public school. <laughs> Utah public school system, people. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So, the only solution is to get drunk. Yep. But, uh... But Mr. Frenchie there, he's got a family that he needs to save. It's true. 
Uh, so yeah, government brings everybody together, and they're like, "Is there a way to save the world?" Like, no, no, there's really not. You it would have you would you would have to be able to go down to the uh, outer core and just basically restart the Earth, which I'll admit sounds pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> and then, well, what if we could do it? Uh, how would we do that? Well, it turns out that there was a Congo national uh, leader. <laughs> there was a Congo warlord who is now in the salt flats of Utah. Building uh, spaceships and drilling machines. Exactly. Building some sort of laser that can drill through, I don't know, <laughs> the one hill in the salt flats of Utah. Right. Um, yeah, Delroy Lindo plays uh, a scientist who's been in isolation for the past 20 years, and he has the beard to prove it. Uh, but he's been devising this machine that can drill through mountains, which is great. That's great. Yeah. Great premise. So why did we call him a Congo warlord? Well, you may remember him from Congo, from Steve's absolute favorite scene in that movie. Episode 2, go check it out. Stop, Stop eating, eating my sesame cake! cake. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, same actor, different movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we like to tie all of the uh, movies in a similar universe, and you'll get more of that a little later, spoiler alert. Yeah, you will. I have a conspiracy um, <laughs> theory. This is my conspiracy theory. I'd like to take all the credit. Yes, I'll give you all, every, I want to take every all drop of credit. credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, <laughs> using this guy's inventions, they, in, in this material he's made called Unobtainium. It's Unobtainium. Its real name is 37 syllables, so I just call it Unobtainium. Works for me. Sounds good to me. <laughs> we'll just call it MacGuffin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they make a... Basically, it's a laser train to the center of the Earth. It's the, a choo-choo! It, it's a choo-choo <laughs> loaded with nuclear warheads that they're going to use his laser to wait, wait. drill wait. into the Earth. Hold it there. Oh, please. It's a choo-choo made of unobtainium. Of course, made of unobtainium. Fitted with lasers and nuclear weapons to drill through the center of the Earth. And uh, the rocket on the back to help propel it and stuff. Yeah, but the lasers only work under pressure. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, the laser only works under pressure because... Under pressure. Because. And the unobtainium actually takes pressure and heat and Mm -hmm. turns it into energy, so... No yep. need for gas on the ship, which is also very helpful. Yeah, it's essentially just a giant, uh, it's a gi- basically a giant solar panel, as they say later. Yeah. Yes. Um, the look on so Steve's face. <laughs> what is one step beyond disbelief? What is one step beyond? Are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> um, so, so with this device, they mm-hmm. drop it down the Mariana Trench. By the way, has a fuck of a hard time making it through water. Right? So It doesn't do well in water. <laughs> uh, uh, God. So it goes down the Mariana Trench, goes through the crust, through the mantle. By the way, 2,000 miles takes them about two days. So they're going down through the earth on this laser, laser train to hell mm-hmm. at about 80 miles an hour? No, honey. I believe if we did the calculations, you're going about 250 miles an hour. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Will you please stop so, quoting so Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> so, they're, so they're going through the mantle at terminal velocity. Yep. Well, duh, honey, they're falling <laughs> on a laser down. Train to hell. They're falling down. And they dodge 
uh, I don't know, diamonds the size of Texas or whatever the hell they say. I believe it, it was uh, Illinois. Yeah, just crazy shit going on. Okay. Anyway, if you can just believe all that, um, this may also surprise you. Um, some things happen. For example, they hit a giant... Diamond. They go into a geode the size yeah. of the Grand Canyon. Yes. Um, and, of course, the laser train's perfectly fine going through iron and rock, all this other they stuff. They never designed it to go through nothing. Yeah. Uh, There's static on the screen. What is static? Static is nothing. I what, what, what? What is nothing? I, I, I never, never... I never taught the computer to design nothing. I never taught Virgil to fly. Virgil's the name of the ship, by the way. Yes, Virgil is the name of the ship. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so <laughs> He's literally holding his hand in I, his head. Uh, every, every time I talk about this movie, I just want to be like, that's not how it fucking works. <laughs> um, what, so you can have a spaceship named Virgil? I mean, a, yeah. an Earth ship? Yeah, that's, that's where I draw the line. Drill right ship? Ah, so so they crash the in, way, inside of this geode because laser train can't just keep going down with nothing in the way because it shuts the fuck down for some reason. Well, it needs pressure. Why? It didn't need it in the fucking salt flat. Well, because uh, he designed it to go through the earth. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll buy that. I'll buy that too. He designed it to go through magna. He designed it through, through magma. Through, through magna, a suburb of Salt Lake City. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Duh! <laughs> in Utah, <laughs> tears right through their lead pipes, the horrible water, and boom, right there. Um, little Utah joke for all of our listeners there. Both of you. Oh. Uh, oh my God. Okay, so uh, people die along the way. <laughs> it's true. So the first one to die is Frenchie. Oh, another, another no. Oh, no, it's not Frenchie. Wait, yeah, yeah, no, it's not Frenchie. No, it's the commander. That's right. Because they're in the geode and... Oh, wait, wait, wait first. So the oh geode, in the geode, um, they get a crystal lodged in their engine and they have to mm -hmm. go out and break it out. Mm -hmm. um, so, who, who's our main character's name again? Uh, Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart, that's it. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> um, he, uh, him and... The guy from Congo. Wow, I'm doing Delroy terrible. Lindo. Delroy Lindo. I think it's like Babbleton or some shit. In something this. like that. They uh, they have like they have a soldering iron that cuts through diamonds. Apparently. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's a big soldering yep. iron, right? Big soldering iron cuts through diamonds. Blah blah blah. But it can't needs, put it on the front of the ship though. But it needs oxygen, it and does. the machine that they have hooked up to it just isn't pumping enough oxygen. So Aaron Eckhart hooks up his oxygen line to it because apparently the fittings are all completely interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Because the guy from Congo apparently is that big a genius. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. if I were designing a ship and everything, I would totally make the oxygen lines for the spacesuits compatible with some I'm random tool we may or may not use along the way. I'm glad they would acknowledge that oh yeah, all the fittings should be interchangeable just in case, but then it's like, well, what if nothing is in the way? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, Nobody brought that up in the meeting. Right? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, um, so yeah, so he passes, so Aaron Eckhart passes out, uh, they have to finish drilling through, Frenchie say, dra starts dragging Aaron Eckhart back to uh, safety, they oh. drill through the diamond, they get it dislodged, the commander is like, yeah, we fucking oh, blow, but, get but, it back but to the But you almost forgot, why, why do they have to get out of there so quickly if it's just a big, oh. beautiful Grand Canyon geode? So, so when they entered the geode, and I said this the moment they entered, I don't know if <laughs> yeah, you remember or yeah. not. Yes, they came did. through and, it, and they were like, "Oh, <laughs> it's 
a big geode in the middle of a lava field. They punched a hole in it. Yeah, they punched a hole in the lava field to get there. Or cobalt, whatever. Yeah, so cobalt. Cobalt coated, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So all like out of nowhere, the lava starts pouring in through their little punch hole. Gushing in, as it should, just filling that vacant void. Uh, but yeah, so the commander dies. He gets a little fragment through his a suit fragment and of uh, <laughs> diamond basically comes falling down off the ceiling and punctures right through. So the shot is he's standing there. You hear poop, and then he's just standing there for a second. And blood starts trickling down his face. I'm gonna go ahead and say their suits are designed to handle like, was it like 35,000 degrees or something? Yeah, like 3,500 oh, degrees. It's 4,500 because like, it was half of 9,000 because that comes up later. Yes, that's right. Um, so it's 4,500 uh, degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. And all if the pressure is, of being in the center yeah. of the fucking earth. So <laughs> if he has a punch through the back of the skull. He's cooked before he mm-hmm. even feels it, right? Oh, and the pressure probably And then the pressure explodes his eyeballs, and I feel like Clive, Clive Barker should have been on there. It would have been the scene from Event Horizon. They should have <laughs> <should've laughs> just brought him in for like a day or two, and it's kind of like, add a little, foot, little finishing touches. He's like, how do we make this more realistic, Mr. Barker? Blood orgy. <laughs> All the way down to the center of the hell. <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah. thanks, thanks for your input. All right, so the commander is the first one to die, which means uh, our cute little uh, little Skippy has to man the ship. <laughs> yes, Major Skippy, Major uh, played Skippy. by Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank, Major Cute Little Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, in this scenario, so like, so he dies, and she's just like she's watching his vital signs on a computer. She watches him flatline. She calls to him. He's flatlined. Bob. He's not answering, honey. Bob. And then, yeah, right? <laughs> and then she's just like frozen while they're trying to drag everybody back on the ship, yeah. and they're like fired like, up. Fire oh, up. They gotta go! Love everybody! They're gonna fight the entire ship. My argument with this scene right here is she was gonna have to pilot that ship anyway mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Okay. Yes, your commander is dead. That is very traumatizing. You were gonna have to man it. You were gonna do that job anyway. She's acting like she's never touched the controls. She's not even in the right seat. She was gonna have to do that anyway because yeah. yeah. he wasn't gonna get back on the ship. Strip down, run to the front, and pilot it. And she was gonna right. have to pilot it. It's true. So what you're telling me is your issue with this movie is that she froze up under pressure, and mine is that this entire ship <laughs> is driven by a material that feeds off of pressure, converts it into energy, and rides a fucking laser track down to hell. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, awkward. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you disagree with what you want to, I'll disagree with, agree with what I want to. Okay. So they continue their, their journey to the center of the Earth. Yeah, they, uh, they have to dodge <laughs> giant diamonds floating in magma. One, of course, pierces the hull in Titanic style, mm-hmm. and they lose Frenchie because he has to save his child's coloring book. Yep. Oh, and the, the, nu- the triggering devices for the nuclear the five 200 megaton nuclear warheads they're taking with us. That's true. By the way, why were those not in the cockpit? Or with the nuclear bombs? Well, they wanted the bathrooms closer to the cockpit because <laughs> they'd be using those more. Because <laughs> essentially those are just like a one and done thing, so you kind of put them in the basement, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's all about storage and economy of space. <laughs> uh. Uh, so, yeah, they keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, the holes breach. They lose the guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
Oh, the heart-wrenching scene where she has to make a decision whether to uh, reopen uh, reopen the emergency doors or jettison them off or whatever. If she reopens the emergency doors, then they will... They, uh, while that one cabin space is collapsing, the whole ship will go down. Mm. If she doesn't reopen it, then just Frenchie will die. Yeah. And Sam Tucci's like, duh! <laughs> you know what you need to do. <laughs> Whereas Guy from Congo and Aaron Eckhart are like, open, open the doors! Open the doors! And Guy from Congo starts freaking out, going, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. He gets very autistic in that moment. Yeah, yeah well, they, they both start freaking out. And, you know, again, pressure. And, yeah. and they probably need a snack, too. I mean, who knows oh. what kind of food rations they had down there in their two-day journey to the center of the Earth. Hankry is real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired of these goddamn protein bars. I want some fucking beef jerky. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, heartbreaking scene, as you can tell. Yeah, uh, we were super, super sad. And then I think about that time is when they real start realizing that the uh, big nuclear explosion they were going to do isn't going to jumpstart the planet no. as they thought. Because no, so what happens is they enter, they enter the core, and they realize that the liquid down there is much thinner yeah. consistency than they thought. Yeah, less density. So the explosion that Stanley Tucci had, like, programmed for just isn't going to work. It's going to ripple away and it's not going to restart it. It won't work. So they mm-hmm. need to go home. Yep. Just turn around go home. Try Turn So it turns out the government has this other secret plan where they're going to... What was Project Destiny? I couldn't quite figure out what it was exactly. But it would all kill I, them. All I know is it was going to kill everybody and maybe set off every volcano and earthquake on Earth and completely destroy the crust. But they had no other choice. So Project Destiny basically created Dante's Peak? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. no, San Andreas. San Andreas. San Andreas, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but of course, they can't have that happen because, you know, all the world could be at stake. And most importantly, the three of them remaining yeah. could die. Or four of them. Four of them. Four of them. Four of them. There's four of them. That's right. There are four of them. Um, yeah. So the real hero of this movie... Uh, a hacker named Rat, played by the great DJ Quills. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, he he's in charge of basically stopping the government from setting off uh, this destiny project while they're <laughs> trying to figure out how they're gonna jumpstart the Earth. Because yeah, their their one big explosion just isn't going to do it. But luckily, it's really five bombs. <laughs> yes, they took them apart. How, however, they don't know, they don't figure that out quite yet. So that's where Stanley Tucci's little uh, <laughs> because their whole discussion is like, oh, we're, we're gonna do Plan C. We're gonna figure it out on our end. And of course, Stan Tucci's like, Plan C, Plan C, just gonna jumpstart the core somehow. He's <laughs> like, yeah, isn't that what this entire movie's about? <laughs> well, all right. So Plan A was you set off the um the, the Virgil will set up one big explosion. That's not gonna work. So plan A is out the window. Plan B is Project Destiny blows the whole world to bits. They don't really like that one. So plan C is we figure it out on the fly. We do a little improv. Stanley Tucci's not exactly down with hit plan C, as you can tell from our intro. Mm. So he gets knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> Yes. But then, but then once he awake awakens from his slumber, uh, <laughs> he figures out, hey, we can slip up to five different things, just sequence it like like pebbles in a pond, and yeah. that'll start the whole reaction just as they want. Which I- I'll admit, I am not 
a scientist. <laughs> I am not a geophysicist at all. It sounds good. However. It sounds good. Well, it sounds like it could work. Yeah. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, all right. So, so they do that. Uh, shenanigans ensue. Uh, so what it is is, <laughs> all right, so Virgil is, was what, like seven compartments or something? Yeah, yeah. Originally, they have six now because they already jettisoned one. Um, they have five explodies, so they're like, cool, we can jettison, you know, the five one of the compartments, each. and then we can just fly back basically in the nose. Um, but a uh, guy from Congo goes, oh, but it, Virgil isn't designed to come apart unless it's been breached. And they were like, well, why not? And he's like, I designed this ship in three fucking months. Like, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I did a pretty good job. So the uh, the way you have to, to get them apart, they're going to have to go and, like, pull a pin that is in the crawl space that is filled with, like, a 9,000-degree magma. Yeah. But their suits can only go up to 4,500. Uh -huh. So whoever goes up there to pull the pin isn't going to make it back. Yep. So... My argument with this, if your suits can only handle half the, the pressure and temperature, you're not going to make it to the fucking pin. I wouldn't think so. Also, isn't the pin already melted? No, because it was, it was protected, and that's why you had to open the thing, then reach in, then turn the pin. Aha, debunk that one. There we go. Still, he would have made it there. <laughs> he would just open the door and then died, right? Pretty much. Or, you know, they go, it's a slow melt. And he's walking against, I don't know, wind or gravity. I don't know what. He's really slow Fuction. about it. But yeah, yeah uh, so, so they draw straws. Guy from Congo tries to fool the other guys. Because he's like, it's my fucking ship. You want to know what's worth dying for? My ship is. I finally got a chance to build it. And if it fails, that's on me. So yeah. I want to do this. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'm going to go ahead and argue. You're down to a very limited crew. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Space Captain, she is out because yeah, you need to her fly, to get back. She has fly the thing, or I'm sorry, drive or drill. I don't know what the term would be. I feel like Conduct. the designer of the <laughs> ship would be like second most important. I would think so as well. I feel like maybe a freshman geotheorist mm -hmm. might be. I feel. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I I feel like. Uh, so Eckhart, is Aaron Eckhart should have been. He should have been the one yeah. who died. Mm. Spoiler alert, guy from Congo, he's dead now. He, he cooked. He doesn't make it. No. <laughs> uh, so... But he pulls the pin. He pulls the pin, they're able to do their plan. So they're going to have to time these bombs within microseconds of each other, within inches within the core, mm -hmm. and then get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep, a lot of things could go wrong. Yeah. Luckily, nothing goes wrong whatsoever. End of movie. Wait, <laughs> nope. There's more drama. So they uh, get a couple of they they do first what three? Uh, no, they do the first, first four. four. Yeah, the last one. They get one. them out and they're getting. No, they do the first three. They're setting the fourth one, and Stanley Tucci suddenly realizes this isn't going to work because for this to work, the last one needs to be thirty percent stronger mm. than all the other ones, and they're like, well, shit. And so they're hanging this nuclear bomb. It's super heavy. They're like hanging it inside the, the little compartment. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? Well, I don't know, but this isn't going to work. Well, we got to at least give it a try. I don't know. Um, 
they get hit by a solar flare. Yeah, they get hit by something and it, it knocks you out know, the shakes comms, the room. Shakes the room, but also breaks the nuclear bomb loose. It crushes Aaron Eckhart up against the wall. Yes. Supposedly crushing his shoulder, so he can't get it off him. Stanley Tucci's trying to get it off him, but he can't. Captain Lady's like, hey guys, I'm gonna go ahead and seal the pod and get and jettison it. I can't Where hear are you? The comms out. I'm just gonna I'm, assume everything's going. I'm just gonna going. do it. Yeah. Um, so Stanley Tucci's like, all right, I'm going to have to leave you because i got to get out of the room. Mm. He starts to run. They get hit by another solar flare. Yeah. Um, the bomb falls off of Aaron Eckhart and crushes Stanley Tucci's leg and lays there. Mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci's like, get the hell out of this room right now. Yep. Fairly, for a character who's been trying to save his own ass the whole movie, I mean, he just, there's no qualms. It's like, get the hell out of this room. Yeah. So Aaron Eckhart tries to get it off him for a second, almost gets crushed under another door. He gets, almost gets crushed under a lot of doors. He almost gets cut in half by, like, every single door several times. <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to teach him to get, get out of the door. <laughs> Just as the door seals, Stanley Tucci screams basically through the door, get the power source, get get the core out of the main drive. That'll be the extra 30%. Can you hear me? I hope you can. Yeah. He's genocide. But he has air in his compartment until it blows, so... Mm-hmm. We hear from him later. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so now an Aaron Eckhart, supposedly partially crushed, mm-hmm. uh, gets down to the core room. He manages to cut all of the power to the entire ship. I'm going to go ahead and say your cooling system, your repressurization, everything. everything. Oxygen, yeah. Yeah. Try, pulls the, uh, the energy core out of it. Mm-hmm. It's super hot, so he's, like, burning his hand. I'm going to go ahead and guess it's probably hotter than that. And it's while he's pulling himself up a ladder, carrying it with his broken shoulder arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he's carrying it in his good arm. He's pulling himself up with mm-hmm. his broken shoulder mm-hmm. arm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he puts it in the last room with the last bomb, which he could barely move that thing with Stanley Tucci's help, but he got it in there no problem. Mm-hmm. She goes ahead and just jettisons it anyway, assuming everything is good. And then, uh, and then he goes in there and is like, can you take my gloves off for me? My hands are kind of hot. I totally wanted him to have a skeleton hand when oh, she took that I did too. <laughs> Again, where's Clive Barker when we need him? <laughs> yeah, and then they just decide to lay there and suffocate for a while. Yeah. Like, eh, it's going to blow up. The world's going to be safe. We're not going to make it. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and it's not until the, co- the, 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 the command pod hits 122 degrees, critical, when he suddenly opens his eyes and, re- and looks at a little model, a little bead model, the molecule, and goes, wait, we're basically in a giant solar panel, because this unobtainium runs on heat and pressure. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is solder the like power cords to the wall, and they'll power right up. That's how science works. Science. So that's what they do. They literally cut the giant power cord. <laughs> Solder it to the piece of metal that is the wall of unobtainium. And it boots it back up. They can't boot up the lasers, but they can boot up the uh, impellers. Mm -hmm. And they find themselves a magma straw. Yeah, so the explosion starts going off Mm -hmm. just as they get power and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, uh, basically, they don't have the laser to get through the mantle and the crust, by the way, Mm -hmm. once they get to that. 30 hours later. No. Um, but so they, they found a really good flow, so we'll get there in two-thirds time. a good flow of magma. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, this is oh actually This is the plot of this fucking summer blockbuster. This, this causes these physical pain to have to explain this. <laughs> so, so the outer core is back doing its thing, 
and oh my god, the world is, the world is saved almost instantly. All the fucking electro storms and cosmic rays that nuke the Golden Gate Bridge because God forbid there's a movie that doesn't blow up the Golden Gate <laughs> Bridge. Uh, instantly, it's like, oh, we're done. Back to normal, everybody. Enjoy your tea and crumpets in downtown London. Oh, and nobody can ever know about this because this is a secret project. Oh, my God. Yes. And Rat's busy trying to stop Project Destiny. and yeah. There's a side plot that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, a lot of side stuff. Just by the way, if Rat was never in this, would you have missed any part of that? Yeah, well, De Destiny would have gone off. and Like I said, DJ Qualls is the hero of this movie. It's in every movie he's ever in. If you remove DJ Qualls <laughs> and Destiny from this movie, does this movie change one bit? No. Yeah. But but there wouldn't be all that drama with them blowing up the earth. Okay. Anyway, so Kors Rina, the world is saved, blah, blah, blah. But now our two heroes have to get home. So they do go up this, mag this magma flow up through the crust. And, of course, they say, because they've already been, it took them, what, 48 hours or whatever to get through? About that, yeah. yeah. And so now, oh, it'll be a third of the time. So there's this big epic build, like explosions behind them. There, oh, we gotta watch out. We gotta the, watch out for the side. Ah, ah. And then, of course, music in background, building to a crescendo, and then smash cut to 16 hours later, <laughs> or, or no, like yeah, 12 hours later. 12 hours later. And then it shows them like, all right, we're we're getting pretty close now. <laughs> oh man, you better you better hope we keep this uh this this magma flow keeps as wide as it is. You're gonna be missing that laser. Yeah. And then, well, let's go to the left because the flow seems stronger over there. And then cut to four hours later. <laughs> oh, and they're able to uh, say they're popping up somewhere near Hawaii or yeah, something the, like that. Yeah, the government's able yeah. to track them again for briefly, oh, and they're like, oh, they're gonna come up in Hawaii. And they come shooting out, and then they lose all their power because all the heat and pressure is gone. They're just on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, all the pressure is gone, though they're at the bottom of the ocean. The heat, it's the heat. Mm. Okay, the yeah, heat. okay, yeah, it's cold. So yeah, that's it. No, and I mean, there's no pressure. That. And that's what he says. Is, is, <laughs> is, you know, she goes like, "Where'd the power go?" And he goes, uh, "We were getting our the it's ice cold down here." Yeah, the, yeah. the unobtainium runs on heat. It's it's ice cold down here. And then she goes, well, we're 800 feet from the surface, but we might as well be 8,000 miles. To which he looks over and says, that's a little too dramatic, but... No, <laughs> no. but she does mention, we're in an unobtainium cigar tube, so basically our radar, like our, our coming up on radar, we're just going to look like a rock. Yeah. We barely have enough power to make a burp on a radar screen, and nobody's even going to be looking for radar. Yeah. Or sonar, that's it. Um, so we're get, we get to starve to death and or suffocate down here. And so... Cut to Rat on a Battleship. Yeah, Rat on a Battleship. We've been searching for six hours. We just can't do no more. Uh, no, we, we blew all our money on Project Destiny. We exactly. can sabotage, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Maybe if we set it off, we would... No, no, no setting off Destiny. What the fuck is it with you wanting to set that thing off? No. But then they pick up something on sonar. What's that <laughs> Sounds <laughs> 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 like whales. Uh, camping. I guess we should just pack this all up and head on back to Hawaii for some shore leave. Pack it up, everybody. And then, th again, the hero of the movie, DJ Qual, <laughs> starts running on the deck of the ship. It's a whale! It's a whale! It's a whale! Oh my god. 
so yeah, so they follow the whales who are circling the ship because of its hum. And oh my god, apparently it can't be yep. picked up on radar. It'd be picked up by fucking whales. Because it's sonar, not radar. Whatever. There was a scene in the beginning when they're diving down where the whales are circling oh, yeah, it, and he yeah. says something about, oh, they must be picking up our sonar. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, plot device. Uh, so, yeah. So, they make they get saved. They get pulled to the top. But nobody uh, will ever know about them. No one ever know about it. Unless... Cut to Cyber Cafe. Oh, God, Cyber Cafes. It becomes an episode of Hackers. <laughs> Where uh, DJ Qualls dresses up as Hunter S. Thompson really to, <laughs> to uh, download all the information of the project, and unsung heroes, you know, the people that died and all that, and it becomes a worldwide phenomenon. But don't worry, it hits um, Belize first. Yeah, it hits Belize. <laughs> News kind of capital of the world. <laughs> uh, and then roll credits, everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. uh, Hilary Swank and Aaron Eckhart, I assume, have children with ginormous chins. Like oh, so Ron Perlman-esque chins. That's basically the core. Uh, that's the core. Watch it at your own peril. It's a scant two hours and 15 <laughs> minutes, but I think like the last 15 are credits, because apparently a lot of people worked on this movie. A lot mm -hmm. of people worked on this movie. Um, not my favorite, but it, like I said, it has its appeal. There's, I mean, yeah, the, right. the, act, the acting's pretty good. I'll, yeah. I'll give it that. Alrighty, so in honor of the core, we have another delightful beverage. That we do. This was actually a gift to me from my best friend and wife in the world. <laughs> hey, please. It is the uh, Alaskan Brewing, their smoked porter, and this is the 2008 edition. Do, do you get it? The core, magma, smoke. Smoked. Get it? Get it? Uh, uh, let's see. We applied, see. We've applied the Alaskan tradition of alder smoking to the malts of this rich, intensely flavored porter, a recognized leader among the world's smoked beers. Enjoy it, or age it for several years. Done. And this <laughs> is an eight-year-old bottle, apparently. So All right. This should be this pretty out. special. The bottle of this is really pretty. It's got like a picture of like a sunset or sunrise with some like caribou. caribou. Yeah. Alright. She's pouring. Oh, I can smell the smokiness already. Yeah, I'm looking at the cap and the top of it looks like it. Mm. Colored chocolate. <laughs> like it's been a while. <laughs> this is a black beer. Yeah. Light does not penetrate this. It is a great black hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has a, a really nice dark like mocha colored head. Mm -hmm. She was drinking. She seems to be enjoying it. Wow. That's really nice. Is it? A little bit of smokiness to it. It's not overpowering. You can definitely tell it's been aged. It's got like a little bit of a sherry taste to it, but in a really yeah. good way. Like it's really complimentary to it. Yeah, wow. That is... That's a good beer. That is smooth. Yeah. A little bit of chocolate on it, a little bit of coffee. The smoke really enhances it. Yeah, definitely it. the smoke comes in. Yeah. But, yeah. It, it smoked like, um, like hickory wood smoke. Yeah, and it's just like a touch of it. It's not too yeah. overpowering. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly just the smooth, multi porter background. Mm -hmm. uh, not a whole lot of hops, but that maybe is because it's been bottle conditioned for so long. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. Here, one of those up. Mm, yeah. Alrighty. So, 
this is my conspiracy theory on this movie. Yes, and it, we, there's not a whole lot of fun facts about this movie other than uh, it exists. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have listened to this, I'm going to go ahead and assume you guys have already listened to our Event Horizon episode and our Sphere episode. Of course. And or have seen these movies. Of course, other stuff of legend. Exactly. All right. So we, I believe we covered earlier, in the movie Event Horizon and in the movie Sphere, we deducted that when the Event Horizon disappeared for seven years, it actually went back in time mm-hmm. to become the unknown spaceship in Sphere, the unknown American craft. Mm-hmm. That makes a ton of sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Unknown, the ship is alive, weird shit's going down. Same liquid core center. Exactly. So my theory is that um, <laughs> that core here is actually the prequel, but the Virgil is actually where they got all the technology and the information to build the Event Horizon, which gets built 25 years later. Yep. When scientist Delroy Lindo died... Somebody had to go in and uh, check out all of his other experiments he had going on, plus mm-hmm. the ones he had already shared with the government. And they had, yeah, and they had all of, and they had all this uh, new information about how the way the Earth's core works. They have all these new elements. Yeah, they have this unobtainium. <laughs> they have other, other things he, I'm sure he designed. Perhaps mm-hmm. some other material that works as like a liquid intelligence that can also become a black hole. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm sure instead of 37 syllables in its name, it was something like 62. Yeah. <laughs> Try hexaflora, hexanexal. <laughs> yeah. So this is penalamidolium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is my theory on this movie. Yeah. Is that this is the prelude? And watching all three of them kind of over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Really, it's actually fun. It makes them more fun because, like, you're comparing them to each other. It's like all three of them are the same journey to the center of hell. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Exactly. Yep, you got my approval. Yay! Mm. We'll have to talk to some of the movie makers, see if they, uh, if, if there's some sort of cinematic <laughs> universe when this all happens. <laughs> all right, so if you know any movie makers who are involved with any of these projects, Shoot us an email. And the time frame makes sense, too. Mm-hmm. You know, this is 2003, mm-hmm. and Event Horizon... Uh, is sh- 2040? Sure, yeah, 2040 is when it disappears, so I assume it's yeah. been in deep space for a couple years before then, so it's it launched, later. It launched in 2040, and it... it no, it disappeared, it disappeared in 2040. In 2040 but that was its maiden voyage. Yeah, yeah, but it still, it it still takes time to get out to Neptune, from what I understand. True, true. true. Yeah. No, but that, they found it out by Neptune. It was launched, it disappeared, and then it reappeared over by Neptune seven years later. That was the whole oh, thing. Oh, it was going to come back to the exact same spot? Oh, yep. okay. Never mind. Never mind, because it went to the bottom of the ocean in mm-hmm. 1997 or whenever yep. it was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it all makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Google <laughs> it, obviously. Air, airtight. Like yep. all of the science in the core. And they used the information they gathered from that unknown spaceship to help build Virgil. Yeah. And then Virgil was their like, test run. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? That ties everything all together now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Guy from Congo was part of the team that got the information they got from the unknown spaceship. Was Delray Lindo playing Samuel Jackson from The Sphere? No, he was playing Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> and then later became Lawrence Fishburne in the Event Horizon movie? Dun, dun, three dun. three fine Ameri- African-American actors uh. basically playing the same character. Through space and time. Strong, intelligent male figure. That makes perfect sense. Samuel L. Jackson was all super clean shaven and stuff mm-hmm. and came back up at the end of the sphere. 
was in isolation for however many years in the salt flats of Utah doing his own experiments with all this incredible knowledge that he forgot, quote unquote. By the way, uh, whatever. You, if you haven't seen Sphere, you're not going to. So <laughs> you should watch Sphere after you watch Event Horizon. Yeah. It makes it better. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's all we got on this movie. Yeah, it's um, not one of my favorites. <laughs> but I've mentioned that like four times now. But, <laughs> but it was entertaining. It was entertaining, yeah. And Definitely. you get to see Stanley Tucci. And it's on Netflix for free with subscription. So if Stanley Tucci was not in this movie, we would not have watched it, would we? He is your whole reason for watching this First movie. off, this was your idea to watch this movie. Yes, it was. So. <laughs> but you wouldn't have allowed me to. That's true. Uh, so yeah. All right. Until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Hey, Podcat returns. Hey, Podcat. Got something to say? Meow, meow. No? All right.